The following podcast is intended for general information and entertainment purposes only. It should not be substituted for professional medical or psychological advice. Before beginning or changing a treatment plan, please consult your local healthcare professional. Welcome back to another episode of Bio Psycho Social. I'm Jordan. I'm the world's okayest nurse. And I'm Kayla, still a therapist. Well, thank goodness. Well, we decided while we were sitting here that we were going to start out with, with a quote. With a quote. A quote. A quote. Much like your high school valedictorian probably did. Yes. I believe, it, I'm sure it was the road less taken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not what this is about. Oh, God. The graduation speech is horrible. Um. Yeah, well, I mean, we were, what, like 17, 18? I know, that you can't be expected. And also the adult humans that did speeches was, were not so much. No. Yeah. Our principal was Walmart Joe Pesci, and it was <laughs> it was a moment. He really was. He really was. Um, so we'll start with a quote. I was born with the devil in me. I could not help the fact that I was a murderer. More than a poet can help the inspiration to sing. Michael Scott. Um, <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. H. H. Holmes, Michael Scott. <laughs> Cringe. 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 It's giving me neck. It's giving me neck beard. It's giving. I'm 12 and this is deep. It's giving. <laughs> it's it's giving milady in a fedora. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving. It's giving. Oh, is it giving? <laughs> I was watching this. Was it a TikTok? I think of this guy who is like, I know that I'm gay because I was watching The Bachelor and she was saying to the one of the contestants was saying to The Bachelor like reasons why she likes him and she said you're giving and he was like what? You're, he's giving what? And then I realized she just meant he was a generous person. You're giving <laughs> it's giving <laughs> which would be us what, what are you giving? What vibes are you giving out to me? Mm-hmm. We're here to talk about America's first serial killer Allegedly. Allegedly. Hashtag. It's I a, mean, yeah. the first serial killers were probably English settlers. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, out first, Christopher Columbus, probably. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ouch. We are not Columbus apologists. No, not at all. Anybody watch The Sopranos? Christopher Columbus is a hero in this house. Anybody? Anybody? No. Yeah. <laughs> Sopranos is a very, very, very good show. I highly recommend it. Uh, it gave way to Breaking Bad. Anyway, getting off track. So here we are with America's first alleged serial killer. He goes by the pen name Henry Howard Holmes, but was born Herman Webster Mugget. So we're going to call him Herman. Mudget, I think. Mudget. Uh, Which go ahead. Google autocorrected to midget several times. Oh, that's like, we don't. We don't do that, Google. No, that's inappropriate. Yeah, Google, do better. You can learn from your past. Uh, He was born uh, May 16th, 1861. So he has one thing in common with my first car, both Tauruses. Oh, I was like, your car was born in 1861. No, they were just both Tauruses. (laughs) I thought of that joke this morning. I was running down. I'm, I'm running on a lack of sleep, so. I brought you a coffee. I know. I needed it. Yeah. <laughs> and a chocolate croissant. 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 Which I can't wait to eat later. Yes. Duncan warmed it in their very own microwave. Um, he was born in New Hampshire. 
Gilmanton, New Hampshire. He is the descendant of one of of the original English settlers. So he was a descendant of one of the actual first serial killers. Probably, yeah. yeah. See, look at that. Look or at maybe that. they were just like regular people who benefited from the murders. Serial killer genocide. adjacent. Yeah, yeah. Um, at age thirteen, he saw his first human skull, as you do. Yeah, I don't. I was confused about this because, well, not that I was confused about it, but here's the thing. So I watched this documentary. And it was very sensationalistic. And then I went to... So what I like to do is I like to watch a documentary or something. And then I go on Wikipedia and see... Because, like, my ADHD brain doesn't Mm -hmm. line things up all the time. And I have to, like, read through things. So, like, I'll watch a movie. But I have to then read through the plot. I do, too. I do, too. I have the plot up as I'm watching the movie. Because, yes. So that's kind of what I did here. And the thing about H.H. Holmes is that much of what we talk about with him was not true. Like it's conflated. It's myth. It's not partly from him, partly from other people, partly from the media of the time. Right. But anyways, from his early life, his, so both of his parents were Mennonites. They were very religious. He was one of six children. He said that his parents were very strict and his father was abusive, Mm -hmm. but both his siblings and his neighbors were like, "Mm, no, no, that never happened. Yeah, he said that the heat chloroformed him, but I, yeah. And they also, to kind of fit him into the image of what we think of a serial killer, people were like, oh, he tortured and killed small animals. And again, people who grew up with him were like, no, he didn't. That didn't happen. <laughs> and re-watch the McDonald trial episode anyway. Yes, re-listen to it. Yes, re-listen to it. Um, I have that he was, he excelled in school, but he was allegedly bullied because he was a nerd Nerd. And that's when the, the skeleton thing happened, because apparently the bullies brought him into the doctor's office, which had one of those skeletons. But at the time, they weren't made of plastic. They were real skeletons. Real skeletons, yeah. And it freaked him out. Which, I mean, which I guess is Hashtag fair. fair. Yeah, sure. And then, uh, like, some previous nerds, he went into neckbeard territory. Age 16, he fell for a girl named Clara. I, I feel like every every uh, every crush was named Clara in that era. Yeah, the 1800s. So back to Future 3, Doc Brown married a woman named Clara. Anyway, Clara was seen flirting with another man because uh, she's human, autonomous, and has her own rights. And she's probably just being nice. Or flirting. Who knows? Anyway, um, Herman went up to the guy she was flirting with and punched him and told him to leave. And instead of her leaving and telling her bestie all about it and say what a freaking loser that guy is. She was impressed by it, girl. I mean, I feel like back then that was like, a, have you re- remember that episode of The Office where um, Dwight and Andy fight over Angela and she loves it? She's like, oh, it's so old fashioned. They're like dueling over me. Right. And Angela <laughs> was a problematic and toxic yeah. person on the Angela Kinsey, the actress, is so lovely. lovely. I love the office ladies. We're like Walmart, the office ladies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They were married at age 17. They got married in a hush hush yeah. by a justice of the peace who specialized in children weddings, apparently. That sort of thing. Yeah. Apparently. And they lived apart. They just got married and went back to go living in their separate houses. They had a son in 1880 two years after yes. they were married his yep. name was robert mm-hmm. he later became a cpa good for him we love that for him i also do love that herman's mother said you found out that they were married and herman's mother said well she really couldn't have done much worse <laughs> she wasn't wrong um and we'll probably end up supporting you 
Big yikes. Big Imagine yikes. Imagine having that little faith in your child, your child that you raised. Yeah, he didn't do a good job. They were having their own struggles. I'm reading women talking right now. The Mennonites were having their own issues. Great, by the way, and I do really want to see the screenplay. And congratulations to Sarah Polly. I, I know she's a listener. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> she's like, thanks. Thanks so much. Uh, so he got a job in a grocery store because, you know, he had to support his wife. And then they procreated a son. And therefore, he quit his job to become an apprentice at a doctor's office to become a physician. He... As you do. Went, at 18, he started at... I said University of Vermont, but I think it was the College of Vermont, which is probably the same thing. It was in Burlington, Vermont Medical School, which there's still a hospital there on campus. But he left after a year because he wasn't like unimpressed, allegedly, with the... But anyways, he enrolled in... he was having affairs and boning other chicks. He he enrolled in the University of Michigan to study medicine Mm -hmm. and allegedly once there took part in grave robbing with the chief anatomy instructor. So back then, there's there's a... Kind of fun, not like the greatest movie I've ever seen. Um, movie with Simon Pegg in it called Burke and Hare about the real Burke and Hare who were um, Englishmen who dug up graves. They started out by digging up graves and then selling the bodies, the cadavers to medical schools, and then they s- killed a couple of people. Okay. So like this was not, as weird as, as it is to say, this was not an uncommon thing to do. do it was usually done through grave robbing. People weren't just like killing people left and right. Right, because what else are you doing with the bodies? Anyway, that's... I mean, it was the late 1800s, but... There's a lot of dying folk. Yes. Yes. University of Michigan brought the wife and son. He was abusing Clara. She left. Good for her. Yes, good Um, for her. They never totes my goats divorced, but... I mean, in the time, it didn't really... I don't I feel like it wasn't as big of a deal as it was now. I don't think so. You just live separately. Um, He courted a plethora of women... They got mad, found out he was married, as you do. Apparently, the people in this documentary described him as a slight, elegant man, well-educated, attractive to women. I'm like, I don't like that. I guess they really had bad taste back then, because he he had one of those mustaches that, like, went down and to his chin and, like, up again. Yeah. Not really sure about that. Not, not my, it's not a, that's not my vibe. No. No. And the bowler hat. He was, yeah, he was, I was just, they, they showed a clip of Chicago around this time period. And I shit you not, every single man is wearing a bowler hat. Looked exactly the same. Also, they all looked exactly the same. They did. Yes. It's just like, it was one guy in Chicago in the 1800s and they did it with mirrors. Yes. And they were going around saying things like, well, same here. What's that, the 50s or the? I got some petonias for you. I don't know where that Clara, out. Clara, Clara, I got you some batonias. I'm sorry I punched you in the face. Jesus Christ. Not okay to love bomb. No. Anyway. But that's the cycle of abuse. That's how it works. So he became a full-fledged physician slash teacher. And he was still walking around proposing to women. And Minnie Everett, I, I just love, the would-be fiance of him said, there's something working in that man's, something working in that man's character that time will reveal. I do not like him. I firmly believe that he will commit murder, which is really on the nose. She could read people very well, apparently. Yes. Good for her. Yes. So he graduates 1884, travels around the Midwest conning people. That was the, the his like chief occupation was the con man. 
Mm-hmm. He defrauds a lot of people out of a lot of money. That's basically how he makes a living. He concocts snake oils and things like that, Ugh. especially because, you know, he's working in pharmacies and et cetera, et cetera. So two boys in both Massachusetts and Philadelphia, respectively, go missing when Holmes is around. No investigation is done into either. And he was still, oh, I got the magic tonic for you to yeah. cure baldness and psoriasis and gout. He's Senor Pirelli. Yeah, it's piss. Piss for them. <laughs> he, at some point around them, because of because he's uh, committing so many acts of fraud, he ch- changes his name to Henry Howard Holmes, H.H. Mm-hmm. Holmes. Yes. To avoid being identified by people he scammed. In 1886, he marries Murda Belknap. While he's still married to Clara, he tries to divorce, like you said, he tries to divorce mm-hmm. Clara, um, citing infidelity, but the divorce is never finalized. Yeah. He and Murda have a daughter, Lucy Theodate Holmes, in 1889, 100 years before I was born. And Lucy later became a public school teacher in Chicago. We love Good that. For her. Good for her. We have a CPA and a public school teacher. We love it. And then he also later marries Georgiana Yoke in 1894 while still married to Clara and Murda. So he has three wives. That's so many. He's catching up to Cody Brown. Well, Cody Brown has one. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. he's got one that's hilarious to me. Um, good for them, by the way. Anyway, not Cody. Nope. All right. So he's still not paying bills. Um, he's buying things on credit and leaving. Yeah, he's he This was when credit cards started. On credit with no intention to pay them back. Yeah, which uh, led to the Great Depression, by the way. Yeah, it was solely his fault. All his fault, completely. Yep, the bang panic you see in It's a Wonderful Life, that was him. Yeah, so they, they opened up, he ended up opening up a drugstore. Everything on the, on the floor was stolen that they were selling. Stuff was getting repoed. And then an investigator showed up to be like, hey, none of this is legal. And the investigator promptly collapsed. Then Herman poured uh, some sort of a miracle elixir in his mouth and he promptly died. Mm, mysterious. Victim one that we know of. He started, uh, oh, he was employing a lot of, by the way, young women in his shop. Oh, mm. shocking. Um, stunned. They by the way, I wrote these notes after I had a couple of drinks. Um, <laughs> and one of my notes is August 1888, Jack the Ripper was ripping in London. <laughs> London. I wrote these this morning because we were supposed to record tomorrow, but we couldn't. So we recorded today. So I woke up and I yoga'd. So I was sober as a judge for this. And I <laughs> still can't read what I wrote. <laughs> oh, and now he's in, in. So he's been wreaking havoc all over the city. Um, he started a new business of glass bending. And he falsely, he knows, knows nothing about glass bending. And he doubles down and says he invented a new technique of glass bending. He's like he's, he's that he's asshole. He's H.H. Holmes, the first glass bender. Instead <laughs> the, of Avatar, the, the, the last bender. <laughs> he's that <laughs> asshole. He's that asshole that I loved it. He, he, <laughs> I loved it. It's like my tourist joke. He freaking doubled down. He, he, um, he didn't know anything, but says he's the forefront. He's a neckbeard. Uh, and people weren't blowing glass for like centuries before then. <laughs> no, but he invented it. He invented it. Also invented fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not Prometheus. Not Prometheus. No, it was Bob. Do you remember that show? <laughs> yes, Prometheus yes, and Bob. Bob. <laughs> it's us. Who's who just varies. I'm Bob. <laughs> it depends on the day. So when it, at what point did he become a... To, to, here comes the... 
<laughs> Jordan's reading my notes and she's spoiling it for herself. <laughs> Go. <laughs> well, in 18... I think in 1887, I'm trying to remember, in 1887, he purchases the property across the street from the drugstore for mixed use. So he intends to use it for shops, apartments, and offices, and does. On the bottom floor, there's a whole bunch of different stores. A bunch of people rent out some little offices. And uh, Englewood Residence, which is the neighborhood in Chicago where both the pharmacy is, obviously, and this building, um, they nickname it the Castle. And I said, I don't know what I was on about here, but I said, kind of like the Tower of London or pyramids, or is this just a popular trope? Holmes ensured that he was the only one who truly knew the architecture of the building. There was a constant turnover of workers, and one of the creditors mysteriously dies of apoplexy, which is, what is that? I forgot to look it up. I have no idea. So on the bottom floor, like I said, there were a bunch of shops for people to peruse, the second floor had 35 rooms, some spe- allegedly specifically designed as killing chambers. The construction of the second floor was labyrinthian, purposefully confusing. Yes, Jordan? Aphoplexy, unconsciousness or incapability resulting in a cerebral hemorrhage or a stroke. You could have just said complications related to stroke. Okay. Um, apparently, there was a concealed grease shoot. Greased shoot, not grease. I gotta get. Well, you can't. You he really, was cooking burgers, and he you really shouldn't put grease down the sink. Oh, so it was for the yeah. That's he why sc- thought, he scraped yeah. the grill and just put it down there. You know. Yeah. All the modern homes have a grease shoot. He had a concealed <laughs> greased shoot and trapdoor, which led into the basement for quick disposal of bodies. Some rooms were gas chambers. Oh God! The basement had acid baths, quick lime, and a crematorium. It's giving me Sweeney Todd. Apparently, he wanted to create a race of giants by strapping people to a device and stretching them out like the medieval rack. Um, which, is he dumb? Whenever I think about this, I think, like, if someone strapped me to one of those and stretched me just a little bit, that it seemed like good. it would feel really good <laughs> until you start, like, you know, being ripped apart by the lens. Of course, yeah. But, yeah, but that first, yeah, you get a minute where it's nice. Yeah. It's like when you get boiled alive. There's, like, there's a moment in there where it's, like, the perfect temperature where you're yeah, in a nice like tub. Yeah, like you're in a hot tub. Yeah. And then, and then you, then. That's why you can't, you shouldn't spend more than, like, 15 or 20 minutes in a hot tub. Because you essentially <laughs> boil alive. Or drink in a hot tub. That too. Yep. He sold some of the corpses to medical schools. That's fair. But. In reality, so this is all what the documentary says. This is what the myths and legends about H.H. Holmes say. In reality, the building was pretty unremarkable. There were hidden rooms, but the intention behind the hidden rooms was to hide furniture and other things that he had purchased from creditors. Which seems more plausible. Yeah. I mean, the other story is more fun. Right. Definitely more fun. And there were bodies in the basement, so he killed people but they were they were never conclusively linked to him because they didn't have the technology to do so back then right so he will get to murders that he actually did and yes. admitted to in a little bit but it wasn't yeah it wasn't as fun as they made it out to seem no. or interesting because the actual story because he was a swindler he was a he was a crook he was an asshole i mean he at the end of the day probably was a sociopath sure um and for all intents and purposes but his main motive seemed to be financial gain more than anything else. Right. Not like he was killing for fun. No, it was it was calculated. Mm-hmm. I wrote that he got married a fucking again. <laughs> His, he hired a man by the name of Benjamin 
Pretzel, which I I kept pretzel. wanting to say pretzel. And I really I, like pretzel. I realized at the end that I was spelling it wrong the pretzel. whole time. But anyways, this is how the documentary describes him. Failure at everything he does, which is super relatable. It's mode. Peitzel is arrested for petty crimes, mm-hmm. um, which is not as relatable, but he did have five children in the late 1800s, so understandable. And also not relatable. The script for the documentary was savage, they said. <laughs> I love these. He transformed from an attractive young man to a worn, beat-up version of himself. <laughs> I would be furious. I would rise from the dead and be personally annoyed. He was an alcoholic. He applied, Five kids. He applied to be a carpenter for homes, and they became very close partners in crime, essentially. Okay. The, the prosecution later described Benny as Holmes' tool, his creature. Like, okay, he didn't have that much sway. This guy was just fucking desperate. Yeah, he was just a he was just his henchman. Mm-hmm. Like he was just his lackey. Yeah. Yeah. He was um he was the guy in the striped shirt that followed around Captain Hook. I was gonna say Pain and Panic, but I think they were more fun. Pain and Panic were more fun. That is such an underrated <laughs> Disney movie. I love Hercules. Movie. I love Hercules. Even if James Woods isn't it. Oh, I know. I actually just watched a really good movie. I watched Riding in Cars with Boys and James Woods plays the dad in it. And also half the cast of The Sopranos is in it. This is just a very (laughs) Sopranos heavy episode. I guess so. Um, And I I had a very heavy Drew Barrymore week, didn't I? You did. Riding in Cars with Boys. And I watched Ever After, Mm -hmm. one of our OG feminist uh, 90s movies. Drew Barrymore has been very consistent over the years. I feel like she's been a real comfort to us all. Yes. I love her. She's a delight. And we'd like to say hello to Drew because I know she's also an avid listener along with Sarah. Yeah. If she knew we existed, I feel like she would like it. She would at least test it. She would she would listen to an episode. She would listen to the Jambonet. She, she would listen to the Jambonet episode. <laughs> that was really our. That was really, that's where we peaked. Um, <laughs> would you like me to read my next line? Yeah, I guess so. Toot toot, here comes the World's Fair. How many times? <laughs> look at the, yeah. How many times did you practice that? None. Oh, that was right that off was the improv. I loved it. So the World's Fair took place in <laughs> Chicago. Um, May 1st to October 30th, 1893. And for those of you who don't know, like if you live under a rock or something, the World's Fair was an opportunity to showcase all sorts of different things, including technologies, uh, new technologies and cotton um, candy, aspirational projects like buildings and also um, horrible things like putting African children on display like animals. What the fuck? Yeah, that happened. Hey, folks, editing Kayla here. So I wanted to fact check this. And what I found from goodoldsnopes.com was that the photograph that I had in mind displaying a human zoo was actually from the 1958 Brussels, Belgium World Fair. and was actually part of a display called the Congo Village or Congo Pavilion. And here's what Snopes has to say about it. Among the exhibits seen by visitors to that year's Brussels World Fair was a reconstructed Congolese village populated with hundreds of quote-unquote inhabitants brought over from Africa. Some contemporaneous press accounts conveyed a sanguine impression of the quaint tableau of native life presented in the Congo Pavilion. This is how it was described by an American visitor on the 30th of May, 1958 edition of the Battle Creek Inquirer and News. Amid all the presentations of the future at the Brussels Universal Exposition are many expositions of distinctively national and regional character. Here, for example, is a Congo native farm set up on the grounds. During exhibition days, natives work here, creating swords and tools with Iron Age methods and weaving designs that vie for beauty with the most advanced shown 
in any of the many pavilions. In the photograph that I was thinking of, white exhibition goers are seen interacting with a black child standing alone in an enclosure marked off by crude fencing. It's unclear from the grainy image what the precise nature of the interaction was, but the standard description is plausible. Visitors were feeding the child as one might feed an animal in the zoo. But these weren't human zoos. This was an exhibition of what the Congolese people have done historically. And all of the folks who were part of it were there voluntarily and were able to come and go as they pleased. So there you have it. Thanks, Snopes.com. It's also where they invented cotton candy, which now seems like a weird segue. (laughs) So it was, oh, and that's also, um, it's a small world debut there, which is just this, which is also sadistic. Yeah, that place is real creepy. So it's really just a broad, they, they, I can't believe they did that. Yes, they did do I that. I can believe that. I can definitely believe what the fuck. Early 1800s, yeah. It's a small world. That place is, all of those dolls are haunted. I think um, that's where, what's his, what the fuck is his name? I don't know. That's married to Donald Trump's daughter, Ivanka. Jared Kushner. Jared Kushner is going to work at It's a Small World when he retires because he's a haunted doll. <laughs> Allegedly, in our opinion, Jesus Christ. No, he definitely is. <laughs> in my opinion, that's a fact. Great. Great. <laughs> Kayla, we have five patrons. We can't afford a lawsuit. <laughs> what is he going to sue us for? He's been mad that we called him a haunted doll. He Sean Oliver did it first. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to sue for the insurance. One one. He's gonna he's gonna have to be Dolly though. Yes. I'm sure this is Dolly. Um, For those of you who can't see us because you don't not patrons. You're not patrons. We are wearing shirts that we uh, I made. Yes. I bought the shirts though. They are construction themed. We'll show you the back. We'll show you the back for the people who can see. It says Big Lilith Construction on the back. They are they are um high vis yellow green. Sorry, they're green and on the pockets are our names, which mine is Big Text. Mine is Bubba. So Jared Kushner can get one that says Dolly on him. He can't? Oh, that's... He can. Yeah. Oh, the, he can. He, so he doesn't sue us. Yeah. So he, he just feels left out. Yeah. So just let us know how we get that to you, sir. Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's off the rails. Go ahead. You're in tutu. <laughs> we are stone cold sober. I know. I did get us coffees, though. I don't drink coffee during the day. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, that's it. So the World's Fair was 600 acres on, along Lake Michigan. There were 20 million people from around the world, mm-hmm. which doesn't feel hard to imagine m- now. But in 1893, 20 million people. That was like most of the world. Yeah. Holmes was like, excellent. More guests to murder. Oh. Um, he purchased a bunch of luxury items on credit to attract fancy people with, again, no intention to repay. Um, I This is where I said I've learned every man in the entire world wore a bowler hat in 1893. Sure. They walked in and they never checked out. It was like the OG Hotel California. You can check out anytime you like. But you, you can, can never leave. leave. That's what he sang to them when they... <laughs> And they're like, wait, wait, the song hasn't even invented, invented <laughs> yet. The Eagles' grandparents aren't even alive. Well, no, his Eagles' grandparents probably are alive. Maybe. Probably. I saw an Eagles tribute band recently with my coworkers. It was a lot of fun. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was a pre-tribute tribute band. Like it was a tribute band from before they You can't have a pre-tribute band. A pre-tribute band is the band. <laughs> Anyway, Tutu, what you got? What sign? Allegedly, this is where like a whole bunch of murders happened, right? During the World's Fair. That's kind of like the the 
the story. The yeah, but the deaths were unproven, as well as the notion that Holmes lured wealthy people into the hotel during the World's Fair specifically to kill them. More likely than not, he was looking to defraud or steal from them. Right. It's his track record. Right. And if they, and if he had to kill them, he would. Like, he wasn't opposed to it, but it wasn't his. He wasn't trying to get his get That's his what, essentially, I forget what his name was, but the his one of the people who wrote his bio, or one of his biographies basically says that he killed because people got in the way. Like, not... Again, not yeah. from the thrill of it, just because like he didn't, somebody knew too much or someone was just in the way of him getting what he wanted. That makes sense. It makes more sense. But several people did go missing with their last known location being the castle. So, for example, he got his mistress, Julia Smith, who had a young daughter named Pearl, pregnant and allegedly tried to perform an abortion on her, which he, although he had extensive medical training he didn't have that specific training, A, and B, uh, people died from these sort of procedures pretty regularly. Pretty, back then. Yeah, thems were hard, thems are hard to do because they weren't using sterile envi- environments or sterile tools or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so she died. Ne- or Neither she nor her daughter were ever heard from again. The documentary said that he sold her skeleton to a medical school for $200, which feels like selling your soul to the devil for a corn chip or something. <laughs> um, but in reality, her, her partial remains were found buried in the basement of the castle, along with a skeleton about the size of pearls. Okay, so... But again, they had no way to, like identify those remains so they couldn't no. definitively say it this was julia this was pearl and h.h H. holmes killed them and how they didn't they couldn't no. come up with that kind of information but it's it's feasible it makes sense he performs the abortion he botches it she dies what am i going to do with this kid right right i mean again people who got in his way yeah right? that's it was it, what else are you gonna do well, not kill people. Yeah. <laughs> well, not kill people. That's what you're not going to do. Um, Holmes talked Peitzel into staging his death for insurance money. I think he stood to gain about ten grand, which was probably a lot back then. What year was it? I'll get the inflation calculator. 1894. So in 1894, he tries to open another pharmacy and fails. And I think he gets arrested for fraud in St. Louis. Is this St. Louis or St. Louis? St. Louis. Okay. Sorry, I've never been. I can only go back to 1913, but $10,000 in 1913 would have been around $300,000. So I was thinking, so it's a Boku bucks. While he's in prison, he meets Marion Hedgepath, who is there, I think, on a 25 year sentence. And Holmes is like, hey, I'm doing this insurance fraud scheme. Once I do it, for some reason, I'm going to give you $500. <laughs> and Hedgepath is like, nice. Okay. That's such, that seems like not enough money. No. I mean, 500, again, 500 bucks back then. It'd have been a lot. Okay, I got it open. She's going to, okay, we're going to calculate again. But out of 10,000, that's out of ten. No, I was going to say, comparatively, that's not a lot of money. 500 bucks. All right, 15 grand. I'm going to need, I'm going to need six figures, though, to be dealing with this guy. To stay quiet. Which is like, why did he tell him in the first? Well, because he's a sociopath and I like to brag. Yeah, this all could have been resolved if he had a couple of ribs removed. By the way, do you have any more notes? Um, I think I, I have them smattered about okay. through this. So in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. he's in Philadelphia now, uh, where he's going to go through with the insurance scam mm-hmm. with Benny Pretzel. Yeah. Benny Pretzel. <laughs> Except Holmes actually kills Pretzel. Yep. 
I said, LOL, I bet you all predicted that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. So he they, originally they were going to use a medical, he was going to swap out a medical, swap, swap out? I don't know. He was going to steal a medical cadaver and be like, oh, oh look, this is oh, him. Hey, when that happens. That was their plan. Yeah. And they were going to like, you know, burn the face so that it wasn't identifiable. Yeah. But he actually kills Peitzel. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Likely, it says, it, at first in the documentary, they said they he, he likely killed him with chloroform and yeah. burned, burned his face. But there was no way for the forensics to tell because they weren't up to par at the time. It wasn't until the 40s that we could posi- positively identify particular chemicals like chloroforms. Mm-hmm. But later in the doc, when they're reading from his diary slash biography, which is probably a bunch of bullshit, mm-hmm. um, he says he burned Peitzel alive. But when he went to his wife and ended up getting the money, Mm -hmm. uh, the insurance money from him, he said he was going to take their children uh, out of town. He talks, her name's Carrie, Carrie Peitzel, into allowing him to take three of their five children, Howard, Nellie, and Alice, with Mm -hmm. him. I can't, I don't think I ever, I read why or like what the reasoning was behind that, but he takes no. these three kids with him and uses them as pawns as he's traveling around with them. So he's having Alice, who is the second oldest, mm-hmm. write letters to her mother. He sends some of them, some of them he doesn't send. It's essentially to taunt her for fun. Like, yeah. there's really no reason for it. Um, and I think I read at one point, Alice, he takes the kids to a place where they end up being like right down the street from their mother. But mm-hmm. their mother has no idea. They're right oh, there. Screw up. And- Until later, I think she finds out. Yeah. And he ends up killing all three of the kids. Yes. Um, he chloroformed the son and the two girls. He likely gassed. Yes. He he convinces, the, uh, according to him anyways, he gets the little girls into a trunk that he has already set up to be essentially a gas chamber. Back Fuck. then, they were using the Bertillon method mm-hmm. of identifying deceased people mm-hmm. named in 1879 for Alphon Bertillon. Bertillon? And that was, they measured arm span, the width of the head, the length of the foot, etc. No fingerprint technology until the 1930s. No. And no DNA until the 50s, if you remember, harken back to our um, the boy, episodes, in the box. boy in the Box yeah. a few days ago. We talked a lot about that a few episodes ago. So the uh, forensic psychologist that they interviewed during this documentary, Thomas Cronin, notes that humans are the only animal that doesn't listen to the inside voice that senses danger. More proof that you should always follow your... I, this is me, yes. not Tommy. Yeah. Uh, more proof that you should always follow your gut and fuck politeness. Oh, yeah. If you feel uncomfortable, just get go. out. Just go. Just go. Do what you, like, you need to do to stay safe. And if someone is offended by that, they'll fucking it. get over it. Yeah. Or they won't. And they can die mad about it. Who cares? Holmes was arrested on fraud charges. Of all... And um, horse theft. Horse theft. Horse yes. theft. Which is like... I feel like the catch-all. It sounds silly, but horses are worth a lot of money. They're worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're worth a ton of money. I feel like that's what people always end up getting charged on. Horse theft. Uh, he confessed to 27 murders. Mm. Yeah. And was so plus or minus. He was either exaggerating or... He was exaggerating. He is exaggerating. Um, <laughs> he was hanged. He, well, before that, so he insists that Peitzel died by suicide, that, you know, he was like, oh, I I had nothing to do with that. I had nothing to do with that man's Um, death. Hedgepath, if you remember from before, the guy who was promised a whopping 500 bucks Mm -hmm. and never got it. Fuck you and your $500. Heard that authorities were looking for homes on these fraud charges before he was arrested. 
And he alerts the Pinkertons, um, who were like the pre-FBI detectives. They were the largest detective agency in the world at the time. We don't like them because at some point they took part in anti-union operations. They were cracking down on unions. So we don't like them. We don't like them. Um, I think they still exist as an entity. I'm not really sure. Really? Yeah. Like, who cares? Get over it. Like, where were the FBI before the FBI? Well, they made the FBI, so, <laughs> so we don't need you anymore. The bodies of a little boy, Howard, mm-hmm. as well as Alice and Nellie, were discovered in Holmes Wake. Police now have a reason to inspect the castle. Uh, there they discover the maze of the second floor and the horrors in the basement, blood mm-hmm. and bones they discovered down there. Back then, it was hard to determine even if the bones were human, never mind to whom they belonged. Mm-hmm. But at this point, because the media gets a hold of it and there's nothing fucking oh. else going on because now we're post-World's Fair, so everyone's bored. Everybody went on It's a Small World. <laughs> it wasn't that World's Fair, but everybody's eating enough cotton candy. Uh, people Barfed. wanted to... Oh, he became the public enemy number one. Everyone hated him, obviously. Obviously. And, and they all looked like him, so that had to be like a real bummer. People wanted to buy the castle and turn it into a murder museum, but it mysteriously burned down. I hate when that happens. Arsonists. It was later used as a post office until 1938. Oh, I love that. So you could go hang out with the ghosts and send you mail. Yep. And they just screwed up all the mail. They just <laughs> That's changed. what I would do if I were a ghost. I would too. With the Grinch. Jerry duty. Jerry duty. Black mail. <laughs> eviction notice. <laughs> not eviction notice. That's not nice. So this asswipe starts writing his biography. <laughs> I've been waiting for you to say asswipe because it's the only Instead thing I can say. Instead of a confession. <laughs> Since he knows the public will read it, this was in part because he was desperate to turn public perception of him before the trial. Well, it's not going too well for him. Actually, no, wait, that's not what happened. Oh, he, he sells his confession to Hearst News newspapers for $7,500 and claims to have murdered 27 people. Most of his confession is bullshit. Yeah. The fun part about it is he's like, I killed this man. And that, that man is like, I'm still alive. I'm alive. <laughs> and then he claims to kill another guy who is recorded as dying in Canada somewhere. I'm not dead. I feel happy. So the trial commences October 28th, 1895. He pulls this typical serial killer move and dismisses counsel to represent himself. Oh, my God. Don't do that. That's stupid. You don't know enough about the law to do that. No. Unless you're... Elwood. yourself a lawyer and then like it's t- i wouldn't represent myself even if i was a lawyer no no and i've said this a million times i'd have to be interviewed in a bathroom mm-hmm. yes exactly yeah I, I, uh carrie a peitzel who is now mm-hmm. uh 37 years old but they show her picture in the documentary she looks like she's 87 i don't know what's well, going on back then she lost three kids i mean she'd been through a lot but right me? but she just like the way that she was dressed it was like Okay. Okay. Ma- Nana. Mm-hmm. She looked like Nana. The prosecution reads Alice's undelivered letters. Ugh. Carrie's on the stand. She breaks into tears, causing sure. a similar reaction from just about everyone in the courtroom, oh except the resident sociopath. Of course. Does not give a shit. He's like, anyway, back to me. But the master manipulator, as he, as he is, he breaks down when one of his ex-wives enters the courtroom. One of, like, t- ten of them. Yeah. He, she's like, actually, I'm just here to watch you go down, but sure you just can cry. Watch. <laughs> Tommy says, by the time sociopaths exhibit symptoms is too late, we can't give them a conscience because they don't have one. Just like, okay, yeah, that's not anything revolutionary. Holmes makes no closing statement. Everyone's bummed about it. No, he's talked Um, enough. He's found guilty of murder in the first degree and sentenced to hang, which he does May 7th, 1896, but not before he regales everyone with alleged details of each murder. Of course. On the day of his hanging, he recants, and he's like, no, 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 I made it all up. I was just kidding. 
sir. And they're like, too bad. We want you to die anyway. <laughs> I mean, they laid down their shorts, sir. We already tied the rope. <laughs> he was only 35 when he was hanged at Moyamensing Prison, a.k.a. the Philadelphia County Prison, for the murder only for the murder of Peitzel. Uh, ironically, he was concerned his body would be dug up. Yep. And to be studied or robbed. So he requested and was granted a burial in a concrete slab, which I don't think they should have. I don't think they should have either. They should have studied him. They should have studied him. Yeah, they should absolutely should have been part of his sentence. So here's the interesting part. In my humble opinion, there is an unproven potential link to Jack the Ripper. Some people, well, not some people. Florida man, who is a descendant of Holmes. A Florida man, not a Florida man. I was, they're all, aren't we all? Insists that Holmes may be the Ripper based on the Dear Boss letter, the famous Dear Boss letter from Jack okay. the Ripper to the police. And there was a handwriting analysis between Holmes' handwriting and Jack the Ripper's handwriting. So some interesting points that may connect the two were that Holmes' activities were well documented, except mm-hmm. for a period of time between July of 1888 and beginning of 1889, during which time he seems to have disappeared, vanished. No record of anything that he does at that time. The Ripper's sprees were between August to November of 1888. So that lines up. There was a log from the ship, the Mary Kelly, Mm -hmm. um, which contains a booking of passage to America from England for an H. Holmes. Holmes had extensive medical training, and we know the Ripper did as well, right? Right. Because what we know of the Ripper's crimes was that he or she... Most likely he was removing like the kidneys, the uterus, the ovaries of these sex workers mm-hmm. um, and knew exactly where they were in the body. Yeah. Which, you know, your lay person. I mean, I wouldn't be able to open a body and find it. I know the general area. Yeah. But I, I'm... it would take me a long time to figure it out. The Ripper's profile was that he was five foot seven. I want to say we stand a short king, but he was not a king. He we do not short. stand a short king. We, um, that, we do not stand that short king. Other short kings. Fine. Other short kings. Yes. Except Kanye West. No, we don't stand him at all. How um, tall is Kanye West? He's 5'7", I think. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Yeah. Which is our height. Yeah, I'm 5'6". Yeah, so the Ripper's profile was that he was 5'7", between 140 and 160 pounds, and between 25 and 35 years old. Holmes' profile, 5'7", five, five, 147 pounds, and 27 at the time. Mm-hmm. The artist's renderings bared an uncanny resemblance, but as we previously stated, every Everybody man looked, looked like the same back then. Bowler hat. Probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why this is probably because I was looking at it yesterday, but you have you ever seen that YouTube video of the leprechaun in Mobile, Alabama? Yes. <laughs> and you know, the the artist sketch. <laughs> yes. That's how I'm picturing yeah, the hat. Yeah. I'm picturing the sketch of Jack the Ripper. It just looks like that. What would his motive have been if he was Jack the Ripper? It appeared Holmes murdered people not for pleasure or some yeah. twisted revenge, as it's believed Jack the Ripper did, but for financial gain and to get people out of his way. Yeah. The Ripper mostly murdered, murdered penniless sex workers. Like, they they had not a dime to their name, really. Yeah, Otherwise, they probably for... wouldn't have been doing sex work in such a seedy area of town. True. Yeah, he did it for, I think he did it for kicks. Right. And, we, you know, there's been some sort lots of, of theories as to why Jack the Ripper did what he did, that he had a... A uh, deformed penis was one of them that he hated sex workers or he hated women because they rejected him. They laughed at his funny looking penis, which is fair. I mean, if he was ripping people, then he deserves it. So, yeah, uh, unproven link between Holmes and Jack the Ripper. I actually I don't want to give either of them the clout. Mm. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, they kill. This is one person. And they like Santa Claus killed across the globe. No, no, it was probably a. 
an English doctor or something like that. Yeah, I'm probably sure. an English. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure, you know, because I was there. <laughs> crooked dick. <laughs> took Doctor- a lo- I took a look at the evidence. <laughs> Dr. Crooked dick. Um, <laughs> apparently, this was just an interesting note. Uh, in 2022, the game studio, I think that the studio is called Dark Pictures because mm-hmm. they have a series of games. They came out with one called The Devil in Me, which is about, um, it's basically an interactive movie. Their games are kind of interesting, meaning that like you watch a cutscene and then you decide what the characters do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes inspiration from the legend of Holmes. So maybe we'll play it one day maybe we'll for play our patrons. Well, that'd be fun. Sounds like an interesting game. So. Yes. Yeah, but that's all she wrote. Yeah. Just just another neck beard killing people for money. Toot toot. Going to the World's Fair eating cotton candy. Yes. Yeah, Free- got freeing it. all of the children who are on display. No, we wouldn't be talking so poorly of him if he did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. No, he just had cotton candy in his beard and was killing people for money ridiculous we're goddamn ridiculous goddamn ridiculous i feel like it's like all the same and they do it with it's like all it's like the same personality with like i want money i want sex i'm upset that my dad doesn't like that i'm gay like all the serial killers it's just like the same story but we're just gonna it's like mad libs yes do better and i don't i don't even want to say like go to therapy because i don't even think that would help these people i don't even think i don't know just like i just don't just don't give in to the urge. The problem is that maybe exercise. Not all of these people, like some of them, have very traumatic or tragic upbringings, which is in part reason for why they are the way that they are. But some of them are don't just assholes. Some of them are just literally born evil, um, or they have the propensity to do bad things. And what are you supposed to do about that? It's not the parents' fault. It's not no. anybody's fault. You just need to keep them away from other people, unfortunately. That's the only thing you can do. That's it. Yeah. I I don't friggin' know. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, just stay away from. If you learn nothing from this, just really stay away from serial killers. And if you get an ooh-ooh feeling about somebody, go with that. Yes. Yeah. Don't let anybody say, oh, give people a chance. Fuck if I can. Do. you help me with my groceries? No. no. Sorry. Figure it out, sir. No. That's what. You know, because Ted Bundy would be like, can you help me with my bicycle? My no. arm is broken. That Why are sucks. you riding a bicycle with a broken arm, you dick? You have an ugly gold beetle. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Somebody drove? Yeah, he drove a, a metallic gold beetle. I mean, we're in shirts that you could see from space, but that is hideous. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me where to find? No, sir, we're in the age of the internet. You have a phone right there. You'd say what I, I tell my sister all the time, which is just, why don't you Google it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so nice. She's like, hey, how do I, Hunter's uh, Hunter's switch won't connect to the TV. What do I do? I'm like, Google it. I, Google that's literally it. I what know. I would do if I were there. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so nice. Mine's the, I always pretend you don't know me. What would you do here? Oh yeah, that's a good one. What would you do here? I, the folks, I ask Google everything in the form of a question. That's yeah, the I only reason I know anything. Yes, and why you would do so well on Jeopardy. Yes. I would do well on Jeopardy, too. What? Ooh. What is our Wednesday. question? <laughs> what? I just thought of it. Okay. What would be your dream category on Jeopardy? Ancient gods and goddesses. I feel like I would know all of those things for some reason, because I that was what I nerded out about my whole childhood. That's true. Or like animals. <laughs> just yeah. animals. Yeah. <laughs> Um, musical theater, cocktails, medicine. 
I feel like the medical questions on Jeopardy a lot of times are softballs for people in the medical field. Like Mm -hmm. they're complicated if you, you know, don't work in the medical field as you get down there. I could do the medical. I could do medical stuff. What would be your nightmare category? Math. Sports. 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 I'd be screwed. I know. Imagine getting all the way to Jeopardy and I'm like, son of a bitch. I would do the thing every time and I'd be like. Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth, <laughs> like we're talking about basketball. Kareem Abdul Jabbard, <laughs> Kobe, <laughs> R.I.P. They're like we're talking about golf, <laughs> world geography. I'd be screwed. I might be okay with them. Yeah, that's true. Math, I'd be fine. I would not. Science, I'd be good. Unless it was like asking a question about what equation is this, I would be like, I can tell you what that is. That is a math equation. (laughs) That's algebra. That looks like math to me, sir. (laughs) It's math to me, Ken. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So what we're saying is we do fine on Jeopardy, except for those that wide variety of categories. We do great. Rita Moreno, like they'd be like, this next category is going to be read by Rita Moreno. I'd be like, thank you. Thank you. I have got this. Yes. And if I run the category, do I get an autograph photo? You do. I would die. I would die. I had a dream once that I was in New York City and I saw her and I was sobbing and I had a bowl of cereal in my hand. I don't even like cereal. That was my favorite dream. Anyway, so um, we need to give a shout out to our Patreon, our patrons. Would you like to do the honors? I would love to. Our newest Patreon is Jay. Thank you so much for supporting us. And we have to, and we love all of our patrons, our newest one, Jay, Beth, Brian, Alexis, and Jill. Thank you all so much. We have so many patrons that we have to look at a list now, and it's great. Um, Thank you for supporting us. Thank you so much. Very kind of you. And you get to see this. Uh huh. we haven't been so good on social media, but no, you can haven't. find us um, on Instagram at BiopsychPod or on Facebook at BiopsychoSocial, a podcast. Yes, we will get better at it. But still, as always, fuck Twitter. Um, thank you so much. We will see you soon. Bye. Bye. and goes to hell <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. that's what we'll do <laughs> when we're down there is pain oh right because we, we're paying in panic we get to be the torture demons <laughs> hello <laughs>